Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listeners, we have a very special episode for you today. I think it's very special. It's super special. It's so special. <laughs> it's special. And you know who else is special? That's our new freaking patrons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we got to give them a special shout out because they're so goddamn special. Starting with... <laughs> Our vessel heads. We have a new vessel head joining the crew, boarding the ship with us this all week. All aboard, all aboard. All aboard, jibs and stuff. Jibs and stuff. <laughs> and they are Anita G. Thank you, Anita. We love you unconditionally forever, starting now. Starting now. Thank you. We love you. And we also love the newest members of Tony fucking Colette's Inner Circle, the apex of the podcast experience, and mm-hmm. of friendship with the one and only Tony Colette. And those new members are Adam, Crystal Urich, Amanda Schaefer, and Joel Miyamoto. Welcome. We love you so much unconditionally forever starting now. Forever starting now. We also have a couple <laughs> upgrades this week. Um, thank you guys so much. They got a little bit of, of experience with the Patreon, wanted a little bit more, dug mm-hmm. a little deeper into the experience and that is carol louise and trice sanders thank you guys so much we love you forever starting like a while ago yeah but it's continuing We've been on you, but here we go more more love more and more and we hope you guys love this episode it's it's like we said incredible special. special very special <laughs> and here it is for you to love this is emily henley and sammy and you're listening to too scary didn't watch hi everyone welcome to too scary didn't watch the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves i'm emily and i am too scared to watch scary movies i'm henley and i'm also too scared to watch scary movies I'm Sammy, and I love watching scary movies, and I love telling people about them. And she's so good at it. <laughs> we love her. What would we do without her? I, don't I know. love that we are like physically incapable of making it through one of these intros without being like, "Yeah, and it's good." And <laughs> like we can't just like say it. We have to. I have to validate it every time. Yeah, every time. we like what we like each other, and we like, we what like we do. the premise of this <laughs> podcast that we made. Hey, if you don't love, if, wait, hold on. If you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Amen. And this is not a job. Um, <laughs> what is up with us? <laughs> Well, similar to basically what I talk about every week, this week I watched yet another TV show. I mean, oh my let's, God. let's be honest. I watched multiple TV shows, but I'll only talk about one TV show that I watched. Okay, fair, fair. It's a sin. It's recently premiered on HBO Max. Um, for anyone who subscribes to HBO Max, um, just watch it right now. Just turn this podcast off and watch It's a Sin. <laughs> well, Henley. Henley. <laughs> no. Honestly, it's so good. I think it's the best show of the year so far. It's wow. amazing. It's written by Russell Davies. He's the creator. He did Queer as Folk and Years and Years. Um, mm. He's been around for a while. And it's just like unbelievable. It follows five young men in it throughout the 80s um, as they're experiencing the AIDS crisis in London. And 
I got to tell you, you will cry, but it is also extremely joyful and like very life affirming and beautiful and so well crafted. And fuck, I just loved it. I just loved it. I can't recommend it. Did you watch all of it? Yeah. Is it a week to week? It's only five episodes. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I blew through it. Like, I'm not, so I'm not judging you. I just, want, I just wanted to know if you'd made it all the way through. Only five episodes. Oh, man, you guys. Okay, so I live in a studio apartment. Obviously, I've talked about that before. And Tim. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Um, <laughs> Tim was, like, t- in class and in the other corner of the room and kept turning around <laughs> because I was just silently, like, trying not to make Weeping. so much noise crying just crying so loudly and he kept turning around being like are you okay <laughs> like you're trying to not be distracting was so distracting <laughs> it was so distracting anyway that's what i did this week that was the highlight of my week was crying watching it to sin oh boy wow big week wow. big week and hey guess what i did this week i also watched a lot of tv <laughs> did <Hell> you <laughs> i did um, I watched all of the undoing in I think one sitting. Oh yeah, that's a good Damn. one. I gotta watch it. I gotta do that. It's not that it's like the best show ever. It's just like, but it's it's like captivating. I don't want the best show ever right now. Like I, I, that, it just sounds like more than my brain can maybe do right now. I want like a fine show that I can't stop watching, like Riverdale. Okay, no, Riverdale's an incredible show, Henley. But I see what you're <laughs> trying to say. Um, and then I also watched Behind Her Eyes in one sitting, uh, two sittings. And man, I won't say anything spoilery, but I will say that there is a twist that is the most unpredictable twist I think I've ever seen. <gasps> wait, okay, so I'm four episodes into Behind Her Eyes, and I can't wait to know what this twist is. It's I'm so amped. fucking crazy, Henley. Prepare yourself. Oh my <laughs> so, god! What could it be? I, again, again, I won't say that the show is like very good. It's it's certainly uh, fine. What's the TV equivalent of a page turner? You got to keep pressing next episode. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's very captivating. Well, there should be a term for that. Bingeable. I guess that's the term. I guess yeah, that's bingeable. the term. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, Henley, I can't wait to hear your thoughts about it i'll text you immediately i'm sure i'm gonna watch it after we're done with this Dang, podcast maybe i'm gonna watch it after we're done i'm sure i'll finish it I probably tonight. Won't. i'll probably watch mission impossible again <laughs> uh, um, it's a good, good option too yeah um what about you emily uh, i did watch two mission impossibles this week <laughs> okay um, nice and <laughs> i'm almost caught up on riverdale oh my god sammy are you caught up i'm caught up baby you know it. you're caught up okay you're, so you're a little bit ahead of me but that's good because that means i'm gonna text you because already i'm like this is the best thing that's ever been made <laughs> i was freaking out last night um but i'm not gonna talk about a show um i took a note in my phone about what i want to talk about today because um i didn't want to forget and 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 it's st- stupid but here we go um I, so okay so <laughs> The other night I was um, falling asleep and I put on um, Sleep Cove, which Henley has talked about um, mm-hmm. Sleep Cove uh, podcast to to fall asleep. And so I'm like half paying attention. Right. You're like sort of listening. You're basically just hearing like the sounds. Mm-hmm. But I heard. So I was listening and he says like a, a little part of the story, maybe like three sentences. Right. And then all of a sudden. I he says the exact same three sentences like i hear the exact paragraph of the story that i've already heard again and there were no jumps there were no skips 
I'm just laying in bed. And here's the thing. I am half asleep. So but this is also not the first time this has happened to me when I've been listening to a a thing falling asleep or I'll be like, I already just heard this. And I'm like, Uh 100 percent certain. I like to the point where I'm like, I know what they're going to say next. And I just heard it. And I think that this is proof of one of two things <laughs> that we are inside of a simulation and I am in real time experiencing a glitch. I am in real Wait. time comprehending okay, okay. Mm-hmm, a recurring mm-hmm. moment. Okay. I'm on board. All right. Or I mm-hmm. am in a moment of clarity <laughs> experiencing the fact that all time is happening now <laughs> wait, wait 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 hold on did you did you did, that wasn't clear i think i'm done <laughs> wait did you rewind and listen again and it happened no. again <laughs> no no i'm not no no this is like two separate occasions in my life where i've had this moment where i'm like i just i know what he's gonna say next because i just heard it and it's like doesn't make sense for the story to complete it's like It'd be like if I was like, hi, Henley, how are you? I really like that shirt. Hi, Henley, how are you? I really like that shirt. And you were like, what? You just said that. It's like that moment. So it's like you had a tiny, tiny premonition of what they were going to (laughs) say. And you manifested the premonition into the podcast. It's like... Wait, wait, wait. I'm confused about some of the logistics here. Did it actually... Me too, Henley. (laughs) Did it actually happen twice? Or are you saying you just heard it and you think maybe it happened twice? Did it actually happen twice is what I'm wanting to know. Do you Did know what I mean? Did the Sleep Cove man say the same thing twice for real? Yeah, for real. I don't think so. Why would he? So you but think- I heard it twice. So I either moved mm. forwards and backwards in time. <laughs> <laughs> or the simulation glitched for just like a second. And it repeated the thing for me. But my brain was aware that it was happening. And those are the only possibilities. I agree. Honestly, I'm on board for either one. I don't know, you guys. And maybe maybe today, later, I'll go back and I'll re-listen to that exact episode of Sleep Cove and be like, what is he? Does he say the same thing? Because if he doesn't, either you're in a Christopher Nolan film and time doesn't mean anything or you're proving Elon Musk correct and we are just living in a simulation. He's not the only one who thinks that. He's the original. He's to be his thing. <laughs> he is an asshole and we hate him. But we hate him. He does but say he's it not a lot. the only one who thinks that. You think it too. I can tell you at least one more person who thinks it, and it's me. Um, I don't know. So that's what's up with me. Was that worth it? Taking a note in my phone to make sure to talk about it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. Great. I've got a lot to think about later. <laughs> I don't have time to watch that TV show anymore. I've got to... No, you've got to think about the realities of time. <laughs> I've got to do some research. Well, another thing that we've, we've got to do is talk about this week's movie. Mm-hmm. And this week's movie is Lucky. It came out just this past week on Shudder. Excuse me, you can stream it on Shudder. Shudder original. Shudder, are you listening? Shudder.com. Shudder.com backslash lucky. I don't know if that's how you find it, but maybe. And it is directed by Natasha Kermani, written by Bria Grant, starring Bria Grant, Hunter C. Smith, and Dhruv Uday Singh. And wow, we 
have a freaking guest this week, and <laughs> you better believe <laughs> I've already said his name because he's in this freaking movie. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Drew. Thank you. What a treat. Thanks for having me. I'm a big fan, so this is this is of the show I'm in, so thank you. Thank you. What a treat. Drew, the treat is ours. The treat is ours. Ours alone. We are so <laughs> we are so excited you're here. This is the first time we have ever had a guest on the podcast who was in the movie that we're talking about. Yes, mm-hmm. I, you mentioned that, and I was concerned about is it going to be weird for me to recap it since I'm in it? Because you know that every time I talk about scenes I'm in, I'm going to describe them quite flatteringly for the actor. Yeah. you know, what yes, I mean? it's, it's, for the mm-hmm. actor. Whoever he may be. Whoever he may be. I'm just we saying. don't know him. Just saying, get ready for that. It's not an unbiased retelling. <laughs> no, no. I also do, I hope this isn't too, uh, what's the word, like heavy-handed promo-y, but just because, you know, it's an indie flick and indie flicks really live and die on on uh, word of mouth, especially mm-hmm. in the week or two after they come out. Um, just please go see it if you're listening to this. It's great. Yes! We are yes. at 91% on Rotten Tomatoes out of like that 44 reviews. Is amazing. It's getting good reviews. I, I Shutter has like a free trial, so you can go watch it on that. And I don't know, support it. It's great. It's like a it was it was a blast to be in, and I think you'll have fun watching it. So watch it. And if watch you watch it, I, yeah, watch it, watch it. If you don't want spoilers, you know, pause this, watch it, come back. Exactly. You'll have fun. If if yeah. you're brave enough, watch it. Then listen. And if you're scared, listen. Then watch. An option yes. for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you can do what Emily is going to do, which is pretend she's already seen it and then be like, how did I just watch it already? And then <laughs> I saw it again. Yeah, you can experience <laughs> time all at once and both listen and watch uh, in the same moment. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Dhruv, um, what's up with you this week? Any sort of... Uh, metaphysical, surreal experiences, or oh. or TV shows that you like, or TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely more of the latter. I would say than, than metaphysical. I'm trying to think if I've had any like crazy metaphysical experiences lately. I have had sort of what you're talking about, the deja vu thing, Emily, and and also that will interestingly, I think, play a little bit into the movie we're going to talk about. Ooh, there's, there's some there's some time fuckery happening. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I've had that recently. Per se, um, I have. I guess are you guys on that uh, Clubhouse app by any chance? No, but everybody is. What yeah, is Clubhouse? It? It's an. It listening to that app feels a lot like having that deja vu metaphysical experience over and over. It's <laughs> okay, a bunch okay. of people just saying the same shit. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> what is, like, what's its purpose? I mean, connecting, I guess, right? Like, it's kind of the equivalent of like what you guys are doing now as a podcast, but it's it's what pot it's what like albums are to live shows, or what podcasts are to Clubhouse. You know, it's like live. Mm. It's not oh. recorded. It's just like spontaneous kind of. Po- and you can participate in some of the rooms. I think the most popular rooms, honestly, are like borderline dating app rooms where you just go on and you try- people try to shoot their shots at each other. I mean, it feels <laughs> like. Eventually, that's what every social media experience becomes for for a large portion of the users, right? Like, yeah. especially now. Come on, I mean, what are what are people doing? <laughs> yep. um, 
Do you need Do you need like an invite to get onto Clubhouse or you do. something? If you guys want them, I have like nine invites. I'll send you them Ooh. right now. Oh, <laughs> you hear that? Yeah, yeah. We are VIP. <laughs> We're in. You won't thank me. You'll You'll hate it. And I mean, days, it does but... actually sound pretty bad. <laughs> It's like if Twitter had sound. You know what I mean? Oh, no, no one wants to hear oh, that shit. Oh, God. That's awful. That's the worst way to describe a thing that I can imagine. Well, then no thank you, Drew. <laughs> it's our favorite time of the week, baby. It's cocktail hour. This week, we will be mixing up a little Lucky Lily Margarita to be accompanying our screening. Um, For this drink, you will need two spoonfuls of honey, two fluid ounces of tequila, one fluid ounce of pineapple juice, three quarters of an ounce of lime juice, and a few grinds of black pepper. To make this drink, you will stir the honey with the tequila in the base of a shaker to dissolve it. Add the other ingredients and shake with ice in a super fine strain into a chilled glass. The garnish is a pineapple wedge dusted with pepper. You can serve this in a coup glass. All right, cheers. Drew, do you like scary movies? I do like scary movies. I think I, I'm, I'm kind of like y'all's time to be, which I'm, I'm kind of squeamish about him. Like, I, I didn't grow mm-hmm. up. I, I'm an only child, and I think me too. horror movies, you are too. And I, I, I don't know. <laughs> for some people, I guess they love it. For me, being in a house alone, because I had so much time alone as a kid, watching something scary, like, triples how scary it is, because you can't yeah, talk absolutely. to someone. Where sharing a horror experience is fun, because you're all, you're both kind of jumping at the same time and stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't grow up with it. Though now I will say some of my favorite movies are kind of horror thrillery, even though they're they're not my genre of choice before. Well, you're a big mm-hmm. Hitchcock fan, yes. Big Hitchcock fan, and then his like derivative, like Brian De Palma, kind of ran with Hitchcock and made it a lot of horror. Like his horror shit, I kind of love from the seventies, like Carrie and Sisters and Dress to Kill is one of my favorite movies. Even though, like by twenty twenty one standards, that I think that that's the only movie that is offensive to every possible group of people. <laughs> I've never seen. It's unbelievable, but it's so good. It's like a movie that I, I, you should hate on every level, but it's really good. Um, yeah, so I like horror. I, I don't mm-hmm. love gore, you know, like super gory horror. But yeah, but, yeah. we hear that. We hear that a lot here on the pod. Yeah, I think it's 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 the it's the people that are like really into horror that will openly be like, and I love gore. I think you have to be pretty into horror to also love gore. Yeah. Unless, I don't know, maybe there's some people who are like, I don't really like horror, but gore. <laughs> oh, I want a gory comedy. <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's people like that. There could be. <laughs> Drew, was there, a, was there any horror movie you saw when you were like a kid that traumatized you or like yeah. was a horrible experience? <laughs> There was I so there's a movie that I don't actually know the title of because it was on TV you know when we this was an age <gasps> when you didn't select what you watched on TV yeah it was just, it just on. sort of like came be, like was in front of your face all of a sudden yeah exactly and it there was a single scene in it that still haunts me to this day when I think about it it was this like old it, it was probably from the early 90s like 
Indian movie, like, but not a Bollywood movie. But when I say that, I don't mean the genre of. But, but there's a lot of Indian movies that are not kind of song and dancey. So it was like a clearly a horrory one. And there was one scene where a woman is in like a bathtub with a with her husband, and they're having a romantic kind of time. And then she stabs the fuck out of him. <gasps> and as the blood comes towards her in the water, she starts pushing it away from her because she doesn't want it to touch her. And I remember that one scene like sent chills. I think it ruined. <sighs> it probably. All my issues in relationships probably stem from that one. <laughs> That's terrible. Wow. Have you ever oh. tried to track down the film? No, because I don't know. I've Googled it. I got, it, it was probably some small, obscure, I don't know, Hindi movie. Yeah. I, I, I wow. don't know what it was, but I oh still, that, I, I think about that scene and I get chills. Oh. Imagine stabbing someone in a bathtub you're also in and thinking you wouldn't get it on you. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't make any sense. Come not, on. Not well planned. Like, how do you think this is going to work? I love to stab, but ew, don't touch me. <laughs> I love to yeah. stab. I love to stab. Oh, I, I love, love to stab. Some people love to stab. <laughs> yeah, that's I can't I can't think of a specific movie. I mean, uh, as I got older, obviously, like the classics, you know, The Exorcist and The Shining and stuff. I think are, are really chilled me to the bone. But I was a little older by that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a kid, it's just that one. Yeah, I'm surprised how many people we've talked to on this podcast, which maybe isn't that many, but there have been a few people who have talked about like their parents basically accidentally bringing them or on purpose bringing them to a horror movie that was they were like way too young to see and seen it in the theaters. <laughs> it's like Whoa. with a parent that just feels like. <sighs> I, I do remember though that very specific because I was I mean I'm still scared now but I was so scared as a kid of like seeing anything scary that like fear of you used to only channel change right like that was the only way you would ever mm-hmm. land on anything you wanted mm-hmm. to watch and like mm-hmm. at night or if like you know my sister I was younger so she was like doing something and I'm sitting and it's dark and I'm just like flipping channels and all of a sudden you'd see something scary I'd be like ah and I'd like freak <laughs> out and like turn it off as soon as I could. like it wouldn't even change the channel I just had to like go away um it's a scary time. Yeah, channel surfing, risky. Channel risky surfing stuff. is scary. Yeah. But you know where you don't have yeah. to channel surf? Shutter.com. <laughs> true. Very true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, um, we yell at Shutter to sponsor us a lot. So just if you uh, if you uh, know anyone at Shutter, we know anyone at Shutter. Okay. When I like post this thing on my gram, I'll for sure tag them, and I feel like they'll they'll notice. They gotta listen to you. They've got, got to. Yeah. yeah. I've been in one movie. I'm in a movie. <laughs> um, I feel like they don't sponsor anybody, but we'll be the first. It just takes I, one. Actually, I was listening to a Bill. I forgot to tell you guys this. I was listening oh, no. to a Bill Simmons podcast. I think the rewatchables. I can't remember what it was, um, but it's sponsored from like, by Shutter. But it's from like two years ago, and it was sponsored by Shutter. And I was oh, like, we're just okay, just it's possible. Deal with Bill Simmons. It's possible. We're gonna get there, baby. <laughs> Come that's on. gonna be it. that's gonna be us one day. <laughs> We're just as big as Bill We're Simmons just for as sure. Big. <laughs> <laughs> okay, should we watch the trailer? Do we have I other questions? We, no, I think we should. So we're gonna do our little trivia now. Is where we normally do trivia, right? Mm. Yeah, you'd think I know how our own podcast goes. We're gonna it's do t- that at it's the tough. end because we mm-hmm, want to chat yeah. with Drew about the behind the scenes goodies. Mm. So mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. right now, yeah, let's watch this freaking trailer. I saw someone outside. Honey, that's the man who comes every night and tries to kill us. We're just going to leave him? Oh, I'm sure he's already gone. You said a man 
comes into our house every night and tries to kill us. Hey, put it together. What? Alone, isolated, a man could appear at any time. He keeps coming back. He should be dead. This man could be anywhere. I just don't know what I would do in that situation. Sure is scary. They're real. I'm sorry, I come at a bad time. I tried to call, but... I told you that something supernatural was happening. Would you believe me? We are being attacked. There's no rationalizing it. There's no saving us. So get used to it. Cool. Whoa. That was crazy. I was not expecting that. What a wild idea for a horror movie. What the fuck? It is a very original premise. I will mm-hmm. say, I, like, I, I haven't really seen, I've watched a lot of movies and horror shit. And I'm like, it, 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 when I read the script, to get, you know, when I was first, like, approached about it, I was like, this, I, I was like, I, I don't, I don't know where this is going, but I love this setup. Yeah, it's I have so no good. idea where the hell it's going. Like, what is up with your character? What is going on? <laughs> yeah, what's up with your character? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, I'm very, I'm very I'm excited. So excited. This is this is when I will say that I was like I I want to watch it. This is when that I, and I think I, now I'll after I hear it I I will be able to. Um, but it just looks like it just looks really cool. Is and it, I'm excited to hear about it. Is it rated R or PG thirteen? <laughs> that influences my. Does it say anywhere? <laughs> You'll only watch PG thirteen movies. I don't know. I, I was pushing for a triple. Do they rate movies anymore? Yeah, like online. Do they rate it if it's online? I don't know. Drew, were you about to say you were pushing for triple X? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was more for a scene I was pitching. That was like what you, were, you did a lot of pitching uh, on set. Yeah. yeah, they said no. It was that scene got cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not rated. Not rated, Henley. Not rated. Wait, doesn't that mean that it's like really bad though? Could mean it. <laughs> Did Drew make it with a movie? I guess we'll have to find out. It could be like you know in the early two thousands when all those like uh like very frat boy comedies were really popular for a while, and they yeah. they always had like an unrated DVD where it was like mm-hmm. two extra minutes of boobs or whatever. In it. Yes, you know, that extended cut. Yeah, extended I think cut. not rated is different from. Unrated. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Unrated is a rating, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Ooh, baby. Yeah. Yep. Um. So yeah, Drew, take it away. Yep. Give us the unrated version if you can. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? 
Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for a hundred dollars off your first six bottles. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, so we and 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 uh, Sammy, I know you've seen it, so please feel free to correct me because also I may be getting some details mixed up in my head. Okay, so. I'm gonna feel real weird correcting you, about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll do no. my best. Mostly, no, if they're I'm, like I'm... Um, performance notes on how Drew explains what he <laughs> yeah, was yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not how I interpreted <laughs> it, actually. Uh, <laughs> great, great, great. Yeah, that that'll be me. Perfect. That'll be great. <laughs> it will be hard for me not to critique. One scene in particular, when I when I watched it, I was like, oh, man, I made a choice and I just it was the wrong choice acting. Oh, no. Anyway. Okay. I, so. I mean, for what it's worth, I thought you were great and I don't know what part you're talking about. So there you go. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Honestly, more of a critique on the director, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so. So, OK, so we so we we opened my meeting May, who was the self-help author played by Bria Grant. Um and she's, uh, you know, she's she's got this book out called "Go It Alone," uh, kind of a, a bit of a symbolic title, let's say. Uh, and she's um, doing okay, but her publisher's like a little concerned about her numbers being low. She's going on these little kind of tours, you know. She's not doing quite as well as uh, they'd expect with 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 selling out her her book. Um, Shit, I can't believe I'm blanking on the second scene of the movie. It's honestly really it's honestly really hard to retell a movie. I will just say from I really it is experience. Hard. It is. It is really hard to retell a movie. And especially this one, I think, because this, this movie has a lot of emotional logic and dream logic y stuff. So even though we're seeing a scene, we'll see like a little flash of something else, or we'll see little kind of interstitials where it's just kind of mood, you know? So, right. I, I, like, it's, yeah. Okay. Well, and also, I bet, like, having been in the film, you might not have filmed it in order. And so there might know. be a, a chronological thing where you're like, well, what yes. did, was this first? It's tough. We filmed this super quick also because of, it was just so low budget. So we did it. Yeah, like wildly quick, but yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, second, mm-hmm. so after she like goes to see her publisher, it's her in the parking garage, and that's right. She's like headed to her car, and kind of has a box of of her books with her. Uh, drops it, and hears like a scream in the distance, like a woman's scream, and kind of looks around, doesn't see anything. And then gets into the car and and drives home. And it's a it, it's a scene of you know it's it, it's a at least from from uh, from the online response of women who've watched the movie and friends of mine and of course Bria and Natasha. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very I think for many women a very relatable moment when you're alone in a parking garage and you're parking just garages like, are well, terrifying. They're very scary. scary. They're very scary. Yes, exactly. So, so she goes home. Uh, she pulls up, and uh, her husband. Well, this let's just say this is a sort of I don't know rakish, you know, devil may care kind of <laughs> charming, but in a roguish way, very attractive, but doesn't act like he's very humble. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. You know, put together, but with a nothing to lose attitude. Uh, Great sir. <laughs> She goes in, so she meets her husband Ted. She goes in, and they seem to have a you know a a bit of a, a kind of a playful thing going on. They eat some ice cream and watch TV together, like a lot of couples do. She finds a bite loaded with chocolate chips, and he's like, "I don't know. I think you mistake what you like for the stuff I like. There's a, you know something there." Talk mm-hmm. about her book tour and what's going on with that. Um, and we you know we get the impression she's been on tour b- before. She's been out. She's been out. Uh, for a, gone for a little bit, a little bit of a plant over there, um, mm. and then she she finds this little shard of glass on the coffee table and notices like what the hell is this from? She's like someone could get hurt with that, and Ted, her husband, looks kind of leans over and looks at her with a bit of a strange intonation and says, "Yeah, that could hurt somebody." We're not quite sure why he's looking at her that way, and of course we're distracted by the glint in his sort of deep brown eyes that are I don't know distracting <laughs> sorry, I should start doing this <laughs> no this is this is the stuff this is what we want <laughs> this is why you don't get someone in a movie to summarize it because it's like yeah the movie's basically about this husband guy and then like a bunch of other <laughs> shit happens the main character yeah. I, the one thing that sticks with me um, are the soulful eyes of the protagonist's husband <laughs> okay sorry I'll stop doing that so, so th- there's this like weird energy though it's like why is he kind of focusing on that why is he saying it that way um we don't really know so then we we got to nighttime yeah and they're mm-hmm. in, they're in bed together good, yeah going to bed they're going to bed um and this is something i think we saw this part in the trailer early on right they're in bed together and uh she hears something and is awoken from her slumber and kind of stumbles over to the to, she, she to their window and sees just this kind of in the moonlight this man standing there looking up at their bedroom window but he's got um it's not quite a mask it's more like if his features were all distorted mm. you know with, mm-hmm. with something like he's got this weird scarred mouth it's like a, a plasticky kind of i was gonna say it's emily's least favorite the, uh, like almost like a hard plastic a clear hard plastic thing. mask mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly and there, oh, there's a little. Well, I'll give you the behind-the-scenes tidbit about there's some there's some like little Easter eggs in the mask that that come oh. up in the movie. Um, so she looks up and she doesn't know what's up. She she runs to bed. And she says, Ted, "Ted, there's a man. There's a man over there." And, he, and she just kind of groggily gets up and says, "Like what? What are you talking about?" And she says, "There's a man. The man in in our yard." 
and Ted says sort of cryptically, yeah, honey, that's, that's the man. Like he's the, that's the man who comes to kill us every night. And he's very <laughs> casual about it. And she doesn't know what the fuck is going on. She's like, what? She just, hey, she doesn't know if he's half asleep. Um, you know, has she heard, is she having an Emily Gonzalez moment? Has she heard this before? And she doesn't, <laughs> doesn't realize it, right? <laughs> Could be. <laughs> so he wakes up out of bed and, and, and he says, well, come on, honey, let's go. You don't want to get caught in bed. That's like the worst place you could be. She's like, what are you talking about? And he kind of gets out of bed and casually picks up a golf club. And he's like, "May, what the fuck? You think? Come on, let's go. We have to run for our lives now. And just like walks out of, the, of their Whoa. bedroom door. And she is fucking stunned as you would be if your husband suddenly just casually referred to a man in the yard. And um, so she's just gotten back from out of town where it was the assumption earlier, like she's been gone for a little while. She has done a tour a little while ago, but she's, oh, okay, but, okay. But, but we know this is something she's done for her book. Like she's done some, book, okay. but she's been in town for a little bit now. Okay. Uh, but yeah. But yeah. It seems like this is the first time this has happened to her. Yeah. This is the first time this seems seemingly yeah. we don't, I mean, we don't know, you yeah. know, like right. I said, there's some, <laughs> Okay. We don't know, but but yeah, she doesn't. Know. She's she, to her, this is insane that her husband is acting this way. To him, okay, it's very casual. You know, it happens all the time. It's very normal and to be expected. Mm-hmm. It's totally yeah, exactly. And again, now is that because he projects a certain masculine confidence all the time that we just assume <laughs> that? Well, <laughs> okay, sorry. So uh, every time it's gonna be this is the last time. <laughs> it's the last time. It's the last time. This is the last time, I promise. Okay. So so he walks handsomely down the stairs to <laughs> he walks down and um they the she that the man is kind of stalking around. She hears a little scuffle happening with the husband. The you know, there's there's shit going on in the other room. And she goes down and suddenly the man is in the same room with her behind her, right? This guy with this clear, creepy uh mask kind of advancing on her and she's terrified uh they have a little scuffle uh am i wrong that she knocks him with a lamp no no she, she the man comes and like starts choking her and then suddenly from behind the man bam ted hits hits the guy on the head with his golf club mm-hmm. and he collapses and ted's got a big you know scar on his cheek he clearly had something in the other room with the man and she's freaking out bria grant's character with this guy now laying on the floor with a kind of blood pouring out of his head uh, she doesn't know what's going on. She's in a state of shock and panic. And Ted just kind of says with a bit of like a hurt whimper in his voice, you didn't even come check on me in the other room. But very <laughs> wow. casually. And then takes him there in his arms and starts walking away. And she's like, what, what shouldn't we, shouldn't we like make, you know, do something like with the, with the guy laying there? Shouldn't we call it something? And dad's like, no, I'm sure he's already gone, which you saw in the trailer. They turn around. And of course the man is no longer there, but there's just sort of blood laying on the, on the wooden floor. So they call the uh, a little bit later. The cops are over, and they're, you know, they're investigating the scene, and they're asking Ted what happened, and he's recounting, "Yeah, this man showed up." Um, and the cops ask, "Like, so, and you've never seen him before?" And Ted kind of shares a little look with his wife and says, "No, this is the first time we've ever seen him," and kind of looks knowingly over at his wife, and she does. She's kind of. Like, what's going on? She's just kind of freaking out. Why is my husband looking at me like we're sharing some kind of inside <laughs> joke? Um, so it's all very creepy to her. Uh, and the cops say a phrase that will be said throughout in this movie to, to her, which says, you know, you're very lucky. You're very, very lucky that, that nothing this man could have caused a lot more damage. She, she's going to keep mm. hearing this, particularly mm. from, from all the men that she encounters in this mm-hmm. movie. Mm. If it's oh. not clear yet, this movie... I, sh- I don't know if this spoils. It's a it's a very uh, 
interesting and I thought kind of deep feminist allegory about yeah. being a woman mm-hmm. in the world. I'm and already what like, yeah, I don't know where this is going, but I'm already like, I'm pissed off. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. this, these motherfuckers. Um, whew, I'm yeah, ready if, to hear. I will the say rest. if you re- so so if you if you are listening to this and you want to watch, I would say pause it and watch it now because that's that's a good setup for you. Uh, and if you are interested, also. I would, it's been fun to like see the reactions online, particularly again, the difference between how women watching the movie have reacted and how men have. And I saw a really fun tweet that I was like, that from a woman saying, uh, I would love if all men stop what they're doing, watch Lucky right now, and wrote a three to five page response. Thank you. <laughs> right, that's, that's pretty great. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So. So 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 what do we go to the next morning then Sammy am I missing something Yeah they kind of say like we'll have the local guys keep an eye out and yeah next morning they have have breakfast or coffee They have some breakfast and now she confronts him you know she she's like wait honey I I don't know if I was if I imagined it or something was up because I was in such a sh- state of shock and panic but you said something really weird last night she asked her husband right which we saw this part in the trailer too and and he says um He's like, what? what are you talking about? And she says, you know, you said that there was a man who comes and he finishes a sentence, yeah, every night and tries to kill us. <laughs> He's like, what, what are you talking about? He's like, what, honey? That's the man. The man shows up every night. Like, that's just how it is. This is what happens. Now, in this scene is where I had a little bit of an acting critique for myself, but that's fine, mm. where I thought it would be more interesting. Should I say this? I guess I'll give it to you in the behind the scenes part, right? Um, so she, so she's, she's just like flummoxed. She's like, what is going on? And he's... He starts to get more and more frustrated with her. Like, this is what happens. We, a man comes, we run for our lives, we try to, you know, we, we, uh, he attacks us every night. Why are you acting so fucking weird? Like, he starts getting like, like mad. For him, she's being crazy because she should already know this. Yeah, she should okay. know this. And she's, and she's also, he's upset with her for getting emotional about this. You know, there's right. kind of a bit of a gaslighting thing of like, what the fuck? How can you get upset? This is just what happens. This is the way life is. Like, mm-hmm. deal with this. And she's getting more and more frustrated. And they and, and clearly this is a breaking point for him because this seems has seemingly happened before in some way. And he's like, you know what? I, I don't want to get into this again. I'm not having another fight with you. And we, we, we get a hint that they've had, there's something in their history a little worse than this, the surface of this fight. And he's it, it, as their tensions mount. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking leaving. I'm going somewhere for a while until you calm down. I'll come back in a couple of days or something like that. Mm-hmm. She's like, Well, you can't leave me alone. What if the man comes back? And he looks at her like she's fucking crazy. And he says, It's the middle of the day, <laughs> Fuck it. Like the man doesn't fucking do that. And leaves. That gets in his car and goes to his like family's place. At this point, she's freaking out because now she's left alone at home. Um, there's this strange mystery of a man who seemingly comes every night or does he what's happening here um and so she's trying to get in touch with ted and it's like please come back i don't know what i i you know i don't want us to fight but he's he's just like he texts her back saying like i'm sorry but i, I can't be with you when you're when you're like this um, Whoa. <laughs> you're acting so irrationally I, like well, like it's illogical for you to react in this emotional way yeah. um I love this because uh, obviously gaslighting happens all the time in horror movies, but I've never seen it done like this before. So this is very surprising. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I, um, yeah, I, I, it's so tempting to say stuff about behind the scenes or like stuff I know from Bria from, you know, the way 
things that inspired this, but I but I won't. I'll save that for after. Okay. After. okay. I'll stick to the story. Uh, but just in re- literally in response to what you just said, I want to say it. it's fine. Okay. So uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Um. So she goes to she's left by herself, and she goes to a hardware store, buys a hammer. She calls Ted's sister, Sarah. Mm-hmm. And asks, "Have you have you heard from him?" And she hasn't, right? At this point, no, no. Uh, Ted's sister Sarah, played by the very honestly hilarious, but uh, th- this was a choice on the director's part to cast a lot of like comedy people in it because of what a strange kind of satirical movie this mm-hmm. is. Sort of. mm-hmm. So, so Ka- Kasser Mohammed, who who's also a UCB uh, performer and is great, plays my sister in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, calls her. She hasn't heard from her either, right? And then I think Sarah says, "Like, do you want to stay here?" And she says, "No, that uh, that's fine." Like, and she's thinking Ted's probably going to come home that night. He doesn't, so she's home alone that night. Um, I think Edie comes by to help help her fix the window that was smashed, that's and right. Edie also says, "Do you want me to stay here with yeah, you?" Yeah, Edie's her assistant. Oh, sorry. Way. Yes. Oh, okay. No, no, I was no, going to say, who's Edie? Okay. Yeah, it is her, I forgot to mention she was at the beginning of the movie as well with her, with her book tours and stuff. So she's her assistant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Got sorry, it. go ahead, Sammy. Yeah. Um, and so uh, uh, May, um, Bria's character is basically like, no, like I'm not going to be scared out of my house. Like it's going to be fine. I'm going to I'm going to stay here. But you can see that she's like kind of gearing up, but she's scared in case he comes again. And he she has been told he comes every night. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then that night. She, I can't remember if she falls asleep or not. She's calling Ted, leaving voicemails, and she hears a noise in the house at nighttime, and it's that man again. And oh, I think she is, she is downstairs. He comes through a doorway. She's got the golf club in hand, and she hits him in the legs, so he kind of hunches over in pain, curls over in pain, and then she hits him on the head with the golf club. He collapses on the ground. She kind of checks to see if he is dead or unconscious. His eyes open back up. She runs from him. She runs upstairs. He chases her up the stairs. And at the top of the stairs, she turns and pushes him, so he falls down the stairs and hits his head pretty hard. And there's, and you can see like a pool of blood coming from under from by his head. And she goes to grab the phone to call the police again. And you hear her frantically on the phone, like, "There's a man. The man is back at my house." And as she is placing this call, she then goes to to look at him, and he's he's gone again. So, what is his? vibe like this man i'm guessing he doesn't speak he's chill he's like a chill stoner bro you know? like <laughs> is he like cool like uh... does he is he single or <laughs> what do we think he likes to eat for dinner um where can i take him um no is he like does he like actively like is he slow like i'm just sort of like what's is he like a mike he's, myers i'd say he's more of a michael myers slowly? vibe yeah he's okay. slow and i feel like he's in a michael myers adjacent outfit a kind of almost like a, so like a, a utility suit mm-hmm. it seems that yeah. way it's kind of dark yeah, so i can't totally tell but 
I yeah, he's he's that kind of a suit thing, little piece of costume design. Or th- this was from the hair and makeup department. His hair is similar to Ted's, like what we can see above it. They're styled in the same. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got like he's okay. a, he's he's like a similarly built man, just like a yeah, very yeah. Mike Myers, I think, is a good comparison point. I think he's like a kind of a facsimile, slow but determined. Of, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Okay, okay, and calm, ca- calm and collected, slow and determined. Yeah. Do the police like have records of them calling every night to be like a man's coming to kill or do the police like forget about this too or what are the what's Well the police now we've got reaction? so so the cops come back again and now we get a detective kind of that sits with her man um and they do remember that they were there last night right Mm-hmm. Yep, they do, and they say, "Don't worry, we'll we'll have like, or again, they say like, look, you're lucky. It could have been a lot worse. This man could have done a lot. You know, you're you're very lucky." They keep telling her that, and then they say, "Look, you, we will ask our, we'll have another patrol car kind of parked outside and keep a keep a watch there for to make sure this doesn't happen." And she and she's obviously starting to get more frustrated. And now the the detective also, this is the point I think where he asks about her husband because mm-hmm. he's like, "So what? So your husband and you fight?" Like he thinks. He sees kind of that broken shard, you know, on the table. And he's mm. like, something else is going on here with you and your husband. If mm-hmm. they're like, is, is, so what, what are these fights like when you fight with your husband? Is he, is something going on? And she's like, no, she's, she's like, there's a fucking man trying to kill me. Just like focus on that. Uh, and he mm-hmm. won't focus on it. He's still asking about her husband. And then, yeah, so they kind of just don't help really at all. And then the next morning... She goes to Sarah's. Yes, the Ted's sister's place. And I think all that happens in this scene with Sarah's is that there's kind of an allusion to something happening. She's like, I don't know what I did that Ted is so mad at me for. And Sarah says, is this this like last time? And she says, no, this is different. Last time was my fault. This is just a thing that happened. There's just a man trying to kill us. So there's mm-hmm. more tension in this marriage than where we have been led on. Yes, to exactly. At the beginning. Exactly. Yeah. There's there's something else historically happening. Um. Um. And so then we go to the the book signing. Yes. So she's at a book signing now, doing a Q and A, and you could tell she's super distracted. Like she's, you know, she's she's a, an author clearly who has a who has a predominantly female audience, you know, for for herself. Up and they're asking her questions about like being a w- woman in the workplace, being, uh, you know, how all these things that she's clearly an authority on in her books, and she has no confidence in answering them. Her mind is obviously elsewhere because she's being attacked every night by this strange man, um, and she doesn't really know how to how to answer them. And then uh, someone in the audience, played by Carmen Angelica asks her a question about um she says you you say in your book about how women bond over their failures I think and she's like and you're right I do do that but do you think men and women are like differently react to is it fear or certain thing what is it the differently react to something Yes, yes, it's it's very much in that in that vein. I think yeah, different reactive fear or something. And and as she's contemplating that question, you can tell that an idea is forming in in uh, mm. May's mind, where she starts to go like, "There's something about that question. Something about like, wh- why am I responding differently to this fear as a woman uh, as mm. opposed to the way Ted, for example, just bounced right? Um, mm-hmm. So something's forming, and you can and a plan a plan of attack is seemingly forming in her mm-hmm. head, right? So she so after that she goes back to to hardware store i think again and get some rope and some mace 
Um, and now she's like drink making coffee. She's going to stay up and face this man. And then sure enough, a little bit later, uh, the man shows up. And she, she uses the mace. She, I think, stabs him in the back and at the foot of the bed, if I'm remembering correctly. And mm-hmm. he falls like out of her view of sight. She goes and grabs the phone to call the cops again. And at the foot of the bed, he is again gone. Yeah, that's right. She stabs his like Achilles tendon, and right, oh, and he right. knocks him out right. Yeah, yeah. So does he? Does she see him disappear, or it's more no. like she turns away and then she turns back and he's yes. gone? Right. Yeah. And, and does he like have a weapon with him, or is he like trying to kill her in a specific way? Or there's a yeah, there's a line the first time where Ted says, "I hope he doesn't have any good weapons tonight." Like <laughs> he, he 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 uses like something different every time. It's, I feel like he has a knife frequently, but. Does he use other weapons? I th- I, doesn't he have like a some kind of hammer or something at some point? Yeah, maybe a hammer. Wrong. Yeah, he 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 can come with some weapons. Dealer's yeah. choice. Dealer's, Dealer's choice. choice. Yeah, got yeah. it. It's a game for him. You know, he's just got like a different thing. He's just he's he's, mm-hmm. he's there to attack. I'll try this tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So he's gone again, and once again, May has to confront the uh, these detectives. Now there's a different detective as well. Mm-hmm. Um, something that the detective says because she's getting mad because they're giving her the same treatment of kind of not really being any help at all and he says being angry is not going to help being angry is not Uh, like why you should just like stay calm you need to just like relax wait is the second detective a woman or a man this is the man that's saying this part okay okay but yeah the second one is a woman next day again at the store she's getting a security system with sarah and Sarah has one of those moments also where she kind of almost not a trance, but she kind of says something like she's thinking it's like it's not like it's her self-talk like she's talking normally. And then all of a sudden she kind of says something a little differently. And she says she says, yeah, that like things are these things are tough. That's just the, the way it goes or something they say a lot is like, yeah, that's just yeah. the way things are. That's just life. That's how it is, right? Uh, and again, she invites May to like stay at her place. She's like, "Are you sure you just don't want to, you know, come over to mine? That way we can you can be there." And May's just like, "No, I got to take care of this." She's like determined after that book signing, and she, so she goes to install the security system and and goes home and puts it in, sets a code, you know, like gets it all set up so she's ready to go when this when this man shows up. Uh, and she's got all her like weapons now from Home Depot. She's like ready for this shit, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So she wait again. She like has some coffee and waits, right? She sits down and waits for the well, man. Well, he comes during the day this time. That's she, right. she is. Everyone said that wouldn't happen. They said it wouldn't happen <laughs> because that security system isn't you know armed yet. So he just <gasps> comes right in in the daytime. But he's kind of standing downstairs and doesn't see her, and so she it she fully is able to like sneak up right behind him and stab him, and she kills him instantly without even any fight and again calls the cops again he disappears um and then the next day he comes during the day again so we're getting this it's like happening faster now that we're having these um like less time passes between his appearances mm -hmm, well Yeah. yeah yeah it seems that way um and yeah he comes in the, in the day again the next day 
Yeah, and he's like getting more efficient, right? He's got like a another knife or whatever with him. Uh, and at some she, when she at one point she stabs him in his neck, mm-hmm. and blood's blood's like falling mm-hmm. all over her. Oh god, it's so fucking. Yeah, cool. that's this uh, one. She's he's on top of her. They they've been like fighting and tumbling around and she he's doing the thing where he's trying to push stab her and she's holding the his hand off and is able to flip the knife around and stab him in the throat but his throat is right above her face so all the blood just like goes onto her face and yeah she's able to roll out from under him call the cops she's covered in blood she's got like her duct tape in her hand she's like wiping blood off of her face and um, he disappears again. Again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And has she gotten any serious injuries in any of these occurrences? She's getting, uh, yeah, in one of them, she gets... Sort of like banged she's up. She's getting but banged not. up. Bruised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she's okay. getting bruised. This house is beautiful, by the way. <laughs> I really <laughs> yeah, liked yeah. this house. It has, I mean, we talk a lot about how spooky window window walls are. But they're really window wells are the scariest kind really of walls. Really scary at nighttime, mm-hmm. but really beautiful in the day. Or you know what? You know it's also a scary kind of wall. Window less wall. There's the right amount of windows to have, <laughs> and any more, any less scary. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's never a movie where there's a big window wall house that turns out good. You know, like yeah. Parasite, big window walls. <laughs> big window walls. Shit very goes scary. Down. Uh, what is it? Ex Machina. I'm thinking of all those like big window wall houses. Mm-hmm. Shit's bad. Shit's Too bad. much glass. You don't want that. Not good. Not good. So okay. So if I'm not mistaken, then she then again she's like I she like confirms with the police. She's like, look, I need you guys to fucking come immediately when I do this. Just like be waiting and do this because this man keeps coming back, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, all right, fine or whatever. Um, and again, they they they're still asking her. They're like, okay, but were there any like verbal threats? She's like, no. I this man's wearing a fucking mask and is silent. Like they're still trying to kind of get more out of her than mm-hmm. necessary mm-hmm. you know what i mean they're, okay but uh, is it really that serious like do we need has he directly said he's gonna come back you know mm-hmm. they're not they still don't quite believe this is a this is a code red emergency okay. um so she she like you know get battens down the place and then i believe the next day she's like she's hammering the cabinet she got a hammer and she go and the door there's someone at the door and so she goes and answers the door with a hammer on but it's her book agent uh, her and, and her agent is like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This we saw this in the trailer a little bit, and the guy's like, this is a bad time. And she's like, mm, it's fine. She's just holding a hammer. <laughs> um, so she she he gives her a box of all like her books that were still you know still unsold or whatever. She's like, I got these, and and you know what, we got we got a we got a new advance. And he starts to say these things that agents in different capacities say sometimes especially literary agents where he's like we got an advance on a new book they do have a few notes you know with the women's movement being what it is we'd love if you threw in some buzzwords and then he says cash he's like you know like latinx and just get shit that <laughs> notes that if you've ever gotten studio notes this is pretty real if you ever like that uh it's pretty pretty real we get it we just want to make sure you get it and exactly. it's this kind of stuff <laughs> exactly so he wants like a little like you know hashtag me too like like make it feel like it's like contemporary about it and then and then and we'll publish it or whatever mm-hmm. and she's just obviously like this is not my fucking focus right now she's she's you know she's dealing with the life and death thing and then again he says like by the way you are so lucky that they want to do another one and she's like what he's like you're you so lucky that they want to work with you and then finally something snaps in and she's like no i'm not lucky I work my fucking ass off on that book. And like, I, I work my ass off all the time. And I did these tours and I, you know what I mean? I did all the shit for free and I wrote and I fucking, I'm not lucky. I just work really, really, really fucking hard. And he's like, kind of silent. It's just like, 
Yeah, that's that's what I meant. All right, well, congrats on kind of, <laughs> and he kind of splits. Uh, but you can tell something is changing in her. She's 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 like she doesn't like hearing that anymore. Understandably. That night, man returns. If you can believe it. <sighs> At this point, I can. Just like we've seen her character change a little bit in the last scene. This time, she's like, "Fuck you, you fucking asshole!" Like she starts like. You know, she starts taunting them. She's just going at it directly. She's like, what the fuck do you want? What do you want from me? I'm not even scared of you. You know, uh, uh, I don't give a shit. And he obviously doesn't answer. He's just kind of being being casual and creepy. <laughs> she's being the man. Creepy cash. I mean, she's also, she's killed him so many times at this point. It is extremely impressive. <laughs> I mean, like she wins every time. Yeah. Except but it, he's obviously some kind of but creepy ghost back. or something. Yeah. So I don't know what the deal is there. Something's happening. Something else is going on with her. Okay. Um, and then the, somehow he holds up his hand and he's got her knife. And she's like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> and like grabs her hammer. <gasps> and she like uses it to uh, like stab him in the back, blood spurts and stuff. And he, he kind of falls to the floor. And she like grabs the rope, binds his hands together. Ties his okay, legs hell yeah. And she's about to, she goes closer to her face and she's about to pull this creepy, kind of distorted mask off his face when there's a knock and the cops are like, oh, police are here. You know, we, we, there was an alarm or whatever. And they storm into the living room. And this time she says to the man, You're lucky. Uh, and as she turns away, though, again, the man is. Uh, oh, he disappears. Oh, she had him tied up and everything. Thought you yeah. gotta take a pick, picks or it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Then there, there's a scene with the social worker, and I think it's the It's like it's kind of the same thing where she's talking to a person that's supposed to be kind of um, there to help her, and somewhat of an authority figure that's just like not helpful at all, and kind of, if anything, trying to make her feel bad or crazy, and and. I I feel like that's the the scene is it's like oh another person that's not helping me with this problem and not really taking me seriously. Yes, exactly. And then she and again the social worker is asking her about her husband and it's like so what's what's up with Ted? You know, like going going off in the stand and she's not interested in gaslighting her. Mm-hmm. And then she asks her if I'm not mistaken says like has so with your husband with these fights you're talking about has he ever been like very angry with you and acted in a way that that wasn't appropriate. Because she's trying to figure out, like, what does this man have to do with the husband, right? And May takes a second and then has to say, yeah, he has. And the social worker's like, what do you, what do you mean? And then May explains, like, well, a year ago, she cheated on Ted. She was on a book tour. And she thought their relationship was over and stuff. And she, she ended up cheating on him. And she eventually confessed it to him. And he was very, very angry. And the social worker's like, okay, and did he did he hit you? And she says, no, no, no. He just, like... He was just very angry, so I'm trying to tell you that. And again, the social worker's like, yeah, but was he physically violent with you? And she says, no, no, he was sad and upset. And, you know, I, I feel regret about this thing. I ruined our marriage, but that's all that happened. And the social worker's still like, well, have you heard from him since this has started? You know, uh, are you sure you're fine now? And again, May just keeps saying, like, I don't, I feel like you're just not hearing me. I'm not, that's not the issue I'm trying to deal with. This other thing has nothing to do with it. She's like, I hurt my husband. I'm not in danger from him. I'm in danger from this other man. And May just kind of has to give up. She's like, no one can hear exactly what what mm-hmm. i'm trying to bring to the issue mm-hmm. does the social worker tell her to, to stay at sarah's yeah she decides to go to sarah's yes yeah and again if you're listening to this i promise if you watch the movie it'll be more entertaining than listening to me try to think of exactly <laughs> what happened in the scene. <laughs> so please watch it please watch it. um yes okay. Drew, are so you sh- ruining this retelling so people will watch your movie <laughs> 
A sneaky, sneaky play. Sneaky, sneaky. (laughs) Sneaky ploy. Okay, so she goes to Sarah's, uh, uh, Ted's sister, and Ted, um, you know, fucking exhausted. Like, May at this point is just, like, obviously... She's she's had it up to here. She's like ragging. No one will listen to her. People are just gaslighting her left, right, and center. The whole vibe of it is, you know, obviously she's being stalked every night. So she goes to Sarah's, and you know they sit down and have some white wine, I think, or uh, you know at, at at her kitchen table. And she's Sarah's just like, you look so tired. Like what's what's up? And May's like, no, but I need to stay vigilant. And Sarah's like, don't worry, you're safe here. You know, you're you're somewhere else. It's gonna be fine. She's just. May is trying to communicate like this man has just been back every night. I don't know what I'm doing. And Sarah again is like, look, these things are just, you know, they're really horrible. And May is like, well, <laughs> what do you think is, I mean, am I being punished for something that I did? And all Sarah seems to repeat is like, yeah, this is so scary. This is really horrible. And May's like, I- I've said that. I've I've said all of, like, I feel like I'm having this conversation again. Like you are the sleep cove man. Is that what he is? Mm-hmm. That's what it yeah, sounds so like to the her. sleep cove man. she's like are you even fucking listening to me right um and then when she leans forward uh, somehow like uh sarah leans forward and accidentally knocks the wine like her glass of wine oops and goes up bends to get it and when she bends over you know she's wearing a um what do they call like spaghetti straps what like a like a halter yeah yeah like a a open a loose back top open back top loose back (laughs) tank top okay an open back top okay Yes. yes 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 And when she bends over to get the wine, uh, May notices there's a huge scar down Sarah's back. Mm-hmm. And May has to ask, she's like, what, what is that? What's that scar? And Sarah says, and God, I love Coster's performance in this scene, especially. Uh, Sarah just kind of looks at her and says, just an old thing. <laughs> just part of living in this world. Like she's, she's just, She just doesn't. And then quickly change the topic. Like, so is there any reason this man might be targeting you? Uh, it's and it's so unclear what what's Just going on. Just an old to May. thing. Ugh. Freaky. Ooh, so creepy. You gotta watch Gosser say because she it's such a beautifully creepy uh, performance. She just gets her settled in in the room. She's staying in in their house. She starts unpacking her stuff. She's like googling. Problem solving for staying alive, I think, is what she Googles. <laughs> That's right. And, and, oh, and uh, uh, Sarah's little kid, Cooper, is in the house oh, right. as well, who's a, like a seven, eight-year-old boy or something mm-hmm. like that. Who's... All kids are eight. <laughs> all kids are eight. Yeah, we've, all <laughs> kids are eight. we've established that on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense, actually, to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's Googling, yeah, she's Googling, like, these like it's so funny to to do that to google like problem solving for staying alive you know and like a man in mask attacking me i like, like it though because i've googled such crazy shit like i've totally <laughs> you do google just weird random mm-hmm. shit like that like, mm-hmm. absolutely i feel like if i was in this situation i would i would be right. like what to do if man you know man in mask how attacks. to kill the like, man that tries to kill you every night yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um and she hears a crash mm-hmm. somewhere in the house, like a window breaking. This is in, in Sarah's house. And she jumps up and she grabs her hammer that she's got with her and she, she runs into the room and she sees just like slathered in blood. Sarah is laying down there just covered in a, in a <gasps> pool of her own blood. Her face like bloody. She's just been... And May just starts to hi- like hyperventilate because she's like, fuck, the, the man is here. And of course she looks up and standing there near the bed is the man. Um, so May just, ru- you know, Turns around and dashes out, exits. Uh, the van chases. She's screaming. 
um, she sees, she looks down the hall and she sees Cooper, the little uh, eight-year-old kid, eternally eight-year-old kid, mm-hmm. uh, exactly. standing there. Uh, and she's like, Cooper, go to your bedroom and look, lock the fucking door. And he just stares. She's like, now go to your fucking room. And then, like, and she didn't say fucking, but she's like, go to your room, <laughs> go fast and, and lock the door, call the police. Uh, Cooper runs off, luckily, uh, listens to her. The door flies open and the man chase, uh, chases after her again. She grabs the hammer. She runs out into the backyard. Uh, and the man beats her to it and, like, hits her into her with all of her weight, all of his weight, like, throws her into the wall. She, like, smashes the hammer into his head, I think, and, and passes out. Both of them are, like, now laying in a pool of their own blood. The man, you know, both the man and, and her. Mm-hmm. So this is the worst that she's gotten hurt by him. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. They okay. both hurt the shit out of each other. And they're, but they're both, like, their blood kind of crawling towards each other. We see a beautiful, like, overhead shot. And mm-hmm. it's a very, very... Natasha is such a, like, such a stylish director. I really mm-hmm. love it. And this is one of those scenes where for, like, a 20-second slow fade to black, we just, like, kind of... As their blood mingles together, we just kind of, mm-hmm. it's this really strange, surre- and we're not sure, again, what's real and what's not as this is happening, like something's happening. She passes that, right? And when she comes to, she's lo- there's a person above her, she, she comes to with her vision blurry of a person looking at her, uh, and she jumps up, obviously, and the, and the man's like, no, 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 don't worry, I'm, I'm here to help you. It's, it's clearly a, like a medic in a, in a medic outfit. He's like, you're, you're safe, you're fine. And she's, and she's like, where's, where's, where's Sarah, where's Cooper? And the, the medic says, Cooper, the kid, he called the police, like he, he said you told him to, it's totally fine, I Examined him myself. He's not hurt at all. Uh, he, he's it's it's all going to be fine. Um, and she looks over to where the man was, and again, it's just a puddle of blood. And the man is, of course, bounced. He's gone. Um, they say that Sarah has been rushed to the hospital. She says, "I need to. I need to go there." And he's the paramedic is like, "No, like I need to. Really, I really need to check your vitals. Um, I need to give you a sedative that'll help you heal. You're pretty badly hurt." She says, "I don't want a sedative." I want to go see Sarah and make sure she's okay. And she starts kind of trying to, I think, like push her way through the house. Now we have the two detectives there. I think the social worker, the paramedic, and they are all kind of like crowding around her and each asking her questions, like getting really in her face. It's like really overwhelming. They're like, mm-hmm. um, it, I mean, the writing in this scene is so great because they're, they're, sentences start to blend together like they're picking up each other's i can't remember an example yeah that, that's no that's exactly it um and and again she's just like we've been over all of this shit like how uh, i've been trying to tell you this and there's just more questions i have some more questions da, 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 da. um and then at some point i think right before what you were just saying the crescendo where their mm-hmm. voices go mm-hmm. she says something like how long have i been doing this she's like asking the officer, how long has this been going on and the officer says what i what do you mean he's like she's like fighting the man every like how long have i been doing that he's and the officer's kind of casual he's like oh i don't know i assume since the parking garage and mm-hmm. she's like what what parking garage <gasps> and he's like well when you dropped your books and you you couldn't find your keys that's when she's like what are you what are you talking about and then they start to all ask questions at the all uh, at the same time mm-hmm. and a little bit we saw a little glimpse of in the trailer the medic is like well that sure is scary and the other detective was like very you know they're very like kind of chipper about how scary it is they're all asking these questions their voices blend together and then in a very strange moment it seems like they're all singing at her almost like their mm-hmm. voices blend and their the tone starts to get switched up like almost auto-tune and they're like oh, they're, they're kind of singing it it's all <laughs> overwhelming her fucking like she doesn't know if she's going insane or if this is actually happening and you know runs out uh, of the place and then she, she runs into her car she like puts her keys in 
And as she does it, it's daytime. Suddenly, it switches to night, and she's in the parking in the parking garage. Like at night, <gasps> something has happened here. Oh, scary! So she's she's kind of freaking out, and she's like, "What the fuck is happening?" She like looks at herself in the rearview mirror and like just looks hellish. You know, she's gone through so much shit. Um, she through her car window, she kind of sees them. Oh, she gets out of the car. Yeah, she gets out of the car, and then she sees or she hears maybe a scream. Looks in one direction and it's a different man it's not her man it's a long-haired man now and she sees uh, also in a mask also in a mask with uh, like a, a slightly a, different mask with yes. like a with like a a meat hook or something no. this is, is his That's weapon a, i hate that ba- no it's thanks. a bad one and then we mm-hmm. see uh Edie, her assistant running at the man and attacking him and trying to kill him. I think they knock him down. She mm-hmm. knocks him down. And then um, May runs up and d- grabs Edie to help Edie. And is like, come here, come here. And they like hide behind a car. Um, he gets back up. Um, May has like a box cutter or some some sort of little knife. A little, mm-hmm. little switchblade. I think she grabbed like a scalpel from the medics. Thing, uh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Running, uh, <gasps> out of there. She grabbed a scalpel, yeah. And this man walks by and they're huddled by, behind a, the car. And as he steps forward, again, they slice that Achilles heel. Ooh. And he falls and Edie's able to get the meat hook from him and grabs it and stabs him with that meat hook. And they have a little conversation where it seems like they're both going through something similar here. They're like, wait, so you have... You have a man too, girl. Damn, that's not what that's not that's not how they say. It. Like you, they both have a man. You know what I mean? And they they both so they they and they both trying to they both seem uh, Edie seems like kind of more casual about it at this point. She's like, yeah, this is what this is what we deal with. And as they walk around, they go you know they start hightailing it in the parking garage, and they see another woman with another man also fending off her man. They turn around, it's like this three sixty shot, and they see another woman with a different man. Turn around, it's another woman with a different man. It's all these crazy colors and shit going on. Ooh, I have up. chills. I got chills on my scalp. Oh my god! Yeah, this is <laughs> this scene is yeah really. Um, it's very visually cool, right? Because it's got the like the lighting in it is yeah. It's all these reds and blues. Shout out to Julia Swain, who's the director of photography on this, who fucking kills mm-hmm. it, and Natasha for like her vision with this shit. Like it's such a, it's such a, it's so surreal, but also I feel like you feel the meaning of it because of it. You feel kind of the import of it. It's just mm-hmm. like we keep swiveling three, like a whole three sixty degrees, and it's just different women dealing with their different man. Um, wow, it's, and it's, it's fucking them all up. Uh, and then I th- Edie's like, we have to help them. We have to help them. And May is kind of like help all of them like i can't we can't help all of them like how are we gonna do that and edie's like well just like you helped me and may says i helped you because i know you you're my friend like i can't even help myself i can't help all of these women we just gotta get out of here we gotta basically like worry about ourselves and i think as they're like running out we hear something and may turns around and edie is having her throat slit <gasps> by by her man by May's no. man by May's man no so May screams <sighs> runs um, and of course there's uh, there, uh, you know there's another woman being attacked by another man right, right? Uh, 
but may can't help she, and she feels this guilt but she can't help them all like all these it's, and it's women we've seen before in the movie you know who are now uh, reappearing yeah. and fighting off their men um so she runs out to her 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 car jumps into her car to speed off and and the man shows up and she runs him over her man uh, may's man she runs him over with her car continues to drive uh and he's fucking freaking out the whole time she's trying to call ted gets his voicemail again um and then as she's driving off freaking out like try it's just ted's voicemail she glances up in her rearview mirror and ted is in her back seat she sees yeah. ted's face there in her back seat um now obviously as viewers we are distracted because the facial proportions <laughs> on this guy <laughs> no okay sorry uh so she like swerves off and pulls over and it's like what the and ted is just very casually like hi may and she's like ted you fucking scared me what the fuck and ted is like you think you'd be used to that by now she's like what what are you what the fuck were you doing back there and ted's like well the police call so i came as quickly as i could and she's like to the back of my car <laughs> and ted's like yeah again acting so kind of nor like this is all normal and she's the weird one right mm-hmm. and uh she's like get out of my car ted get the fuck out and he's like why and she's like get out and he won't get out so she says fine she gets out ted emerges from the car also and she's very at this point she's very on edge with him she's like don't get any closer to me she doesn't know what is going on with this husband of hers right um and he's just like, I was waiting for you. And as she looks at him, she realizes he's got like blood on his hands. She's like, why is there blood on your hands? And Ted's like, well, no, I helped a woman back there. You know, the parking garage is dangerous and shit. Uh, and she's just like, kind of stay away from me, Ted. And, and he says a line that I, this is, I think, credit to Bria's great writing. He says like, I'm your husband, May. What could I ever do to hurt you? Which is, of course, the, the most likely person to hurt anyone. Um, and again, he's telling her, he's like, call, she's like, I, I didn't just stay back. And he's again like, you're being so fucking ridiculous, man. Like, you're being so crazy right now. What are you doing? And as they walk out, he's like, why don't we, why don't we just go inside? And she's like, what do you mean go inside? And then looks around and they're in the front of their house. And she's like, I didn't, I didn't drive here. I don't know. How am I here? And Ted's just kind of, you know, yeah, sometimes you end up where you got to be. Right? <laughs> And so she's like, why, why are you here? They're, they're in this real moment of now dealing with their shit. And he's like, um, well, you, you remember we were fighting, right? You got like, when we, you got really like mean to me and, and I was just trying to come up with solutions and be rational and you were acting all crazy. And she's like, what are you talking about? I wasn't. And, and he, and he says, um, well, I said, I'd come back when you calmed down. So, so I came back. And so she, you know, she puts it all out there. She's like, look, I thought I was being punished, you know, for cheating on you when I, when I did. And, and then I, I realized like all these other women are also being attacked. They can't all be getting punished, right? They're, mm. they're all, is I, I don't get it. I guess we're, I guess we're just all here to survive in some way. Um, and then she says like, the police, by the way, thought that it was you. They thought the man was you. And he says, well, how, how could it be me? I was there, right? I fought him. You saw me do that. And he's like, well, you thought it was me? And she's like, I don't know. And then. Ted says, well, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter how to, who the man is or how you fight him, right? The, the, the man is just, the point is you just got to deal with what's happening. This is what it is. Uh, and she says, all right, well, I'm going inside. And Ted says, like, you know, we're not safe there, Rich. She's like, yeah, I know. And they kind of put their, he takes her hand and they walk up to that. There's some kind of strange, like, peace between them from this this conversation they've had and so they walk up towards the house they, they're standing in front of the house now in front of the big uh creepy wall window <laughs> and uh <laughs> and ted says like well we just got to get through this together you know maybe things will be normal again and it's this very emotional moment and he kind of like you know hugs her and, and puts her you know 
I'm trying to remember what I actually did on the day, but puts her little hair behind her ear, maybe. (laughs) And says, like, this has been, these few days have been really hard for you, huh? And now all, like, tears start to flow down her face. It's like this cathartic, all this tension of several days is kind of pouring out of her. And she's like, I I really want to give up, but I know we just got to keep going. And Ted is like, look, I'm here. You don't have to go it alone. And squeezes her and, and hugs her tightly. And she's just like, man, everything's so fucking weird. And as he's squeezing her, she hears him. She hears him like gasp, like in her arms, and feels like, like pulls her hand and feels like a wetness on her back, and then feels around and there's a knife protruding out of Ted's back, and he looks at her, not really focusing her, and like crumples to the ground with a knife stuck in his back, and of course revealing the man standing oh, behind him. This fucking man. This fucking oh. man has has killed Ted, and so she dashes away from this like good looking corpse laying on the floor (laughs) (laughs) turns around for one last look (laughs) one last look she's like one more kiss Ted one more kiss I don't care that you're dead you're too handsome (laughs) too sexy Ted (laughs) sorry okay so she runs into the house the fucking man is chasing you know her of course she's screaming at him at this point because he's like what did you do to Ted she's like no 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 like not this time goes inside locks the doors he's like running around trying to lock each of the doors goes back to the big glass walls window walls and he shows the man shows that he has just like a ring of so many keys and she says that's not fair that's not fair like and she says like i fucking hate you um (laughs) and he i think uses the keys to come in he's he's pursuing her they're down on the on the first floor and so she's like walking towards she grabs that shard of glass from the beginning that they had said that could be pretty dangerous and turns and as he's coming for her kind of stabs him in the neck with it and it's this very cool like slow-mo shot where the camera like falls with them and they both like collapse on the ground him seemingly dead again and but they're fall they've fallen facing each other and they're just kind of she's looking at him she reaches over and she like pulls off the mask finally and we see the man's face but it's a shifting moving face where it's Ted, and then it's the officer, and then it's just like slow. It's all the men in the movie, kind of just slowly oh my going God, from of morphing over Fuck. her face from person to person, and it cuts to black. And that's that's the that's movie. The end of the movie. Yeah. <gasps> that's the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Wow. The music is so good in that scene too. The, the, score, the score is, is good. great. Yeah, Jer- Jeremy, who did the score, is a is a freaking genius. He's so good. The score is the score is great. Score will be out on vinyl next week, Ooh. I believe, for like soundtrack Ooh. enthusiasts. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So yeah, that's lucky. Please, if you, I hope people who haven't seen it didn't listen to it this all. Like, they, like I listened to part of it and then watched it. But please watch it if you haven't already, because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's really wow. good. It's really it's good. Way, and also describing it won't do justice. Like Natasha's direction is so 
stylish and cool and the the moods of it and the ship you know like the the repetitiveness of that thing is actually plays really well uh, cinematically because you keep you feel her frustration with it mm-hmm. so much because of how mm-hmm. how it's working out yeah i rec- i really highly recommend yeah, it for people too. even if i wasn't wow. in it i would recommend it yeah. <laughs> you can, they, we can watch movies that drew's not in um some of those are good <laughs> but this one also good um i Okay, I'm, I can't wait to hear the behind-the-scenes stuff and your acting note. Um, but also, I just listening to it, and I'm sure watching it too, Sammy. It feels like by the end, you have to get to seeing her like win or like find a way, and and that's like she doesn't like she just right. sees what it is, but it's like it's not. We don't think at the end of the movie that it's not going to happen again. Right. So that's that's what I was thinking about, too, where one of the things that makes horror movies so scary is when the problem is inescapable. And this is like the perfect problem that is inescapable. Obviously, it's an allegory for the patriarchy, which we are all living Mm -hmm. in constantly. And it is not hopefully not that bad and (laughs) Kafkaesque, but nonetheless, it is like everywhere and inescapable and there's there's no end to it that you can really see and it's uh, wow and no one face like no one enemy it's like hey guess what it's every man in your life right and even even the women to a certain extent i guess that's probably what was happening with sarah where it's like internalized misogyny or internalized just like normalization of living in this society that Mm -hmm. yeah the shitty things happen to women like yeah like just you deal know. with it that's like part of what we right. do yeah oh wow yeah Man. it is uh it really i mean it really i'm it really did make me think a lot i mean even from doing it where i was like it's also so this is this is a little behind the scenes kind of thing and i think it's okay for me to talk about it because i because bria, bria told us obviously on set but also she when we were on a panel she kind of mentioned this uh but a lot of the inspiration for her in writing it was from a personal experience she had with a stalker and reporting that, that there was mm. this person, this man stalking her, and the way it was treated by the cops right. and people she reported it to, is almost beat for beat what happens to me in this movie, where it's like, how much more evidence or whatever do you need? You know, they, they, it was right. like this constant series of things. So I think it, I think that's why the the fact that there was no clean resolution in this movie is because in real life she had no clean resolution from that. Um, mm. Yeah, so I think it comes from that. And there's always like the implication that like you've done something to provoke him or like what have you done to like get to lead him to acting in this way or or is it really as bad as you say or are you being dramatic or right sure maybe it's happening but it's probably not that you think it's a big deal but it's probably not really that big of a deal yeah yeah and i mean there's like so many words and phrases in the movie that like every woman has heard so many times of just like calm down like you're being crazy and like those kind of like there's a right way to react to this in a wrong way and the way you're reacting is the wrong way yeah right this is what a good movie yeah it oh, really I, is. Mm. I really, and again, man, I, 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 I don't know. I, I feel like it's such a. It, what I love about what Bria did with it, and I think it's, it's this, it's this, um, it, like the using hard genre filmmaking mm-hmm. to, to do. Because I feel like watching a movie about a topic like that can it, it, it it's almost like sugar pills. You know, like you, you, it's easier to digest it for people. Like for me, as a, as a cis straight man walking around the world i feel like this makes it 
inescapable to kind of feel feel her worldview and right. feel the feel like empathy with it whereas if you so, watch a, a documentary about it or something it's like a, it's a, it comes at you in a different way here it's like i'm being sucked into it right. i don't know i think they did being put the, in those yeah, shoes yeah. put in that place yeah very good thesis for your three to five page essay <laughs> yeah there we really go good. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's cool i really recommend guys again please if you're listening we it's getting really really solid great reviews it's like just such a it's a fun it's it's also fun despite despite the heaviness of the you know it's also like it's actually fun to watch so i recommend it Druve, okay you gotta give us you gotta yeah give what, us the what was your choice that you don't you gotta give us like. the lowdown Oh yeah. Uh, well, in the scene, in the breakfast scene, you know, when the day after the the first attack, when when she's talking about it, I kind of made the choice where, and I talked to Natasha about it, obviously, where I was like, I think I should play it pretty artificially so that we don't know if he's really feeling, if he's like, if Ted is for real or kind of a cipher. Like we don't, you know, what's going on in the scene. And I think that when I watch it, I'm like like three or four of those lines just come across like bad acting but they're meant to be yeah, i was trying to do it artificial but you got if you don't know that's what i'm going for i don't know it's a choice i would have changed if i could go back and do it again that's all that's what that is i liked it yeah <laughs> thank you sammy liked, sammy it. liked it sammy, sammy liked, liked it, it. Cool. We, li- we listen to what sammy likes <laughs> okay, so yeah if, if sammy likes it we like mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. okay good mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. um and you said this shot super quick. Where did you guys shoot it and and when and like how did that all go down? Yeah, we shot it all all in LA. The house is this house in Alhambra. This is this this big old house that they got with the with the beautiful bay windows and we Yeah, we, I think the whole movie was shot in about 2 weeks or maybe a little little under that. Wow. So we just tore through pages. Yeah, just tore through long scenes and got it done. I mean, it was it was such a gung-ho cool crew it's really there's something very exciting about working on like an indie movie though because it's everyone's doing it as a passion project no one is being paid as much as they like probably should for their their level of talent like the directors Mm -hmm. and the the dps and stuff but they all they're all very passionate about it because the script is so interesting and cool right um and i think also because of that because epic pictures who, who took a big like risk on it because the when the resources are a little more limited they give the filmmakers a little more freedom to kind of try Mm interesting weird shit which is why we have like that cool scene in the garage where we're seeing every woman like a metaphorical movie Mm -hmm, i think mm -hmm. you only get that when you have the risks of indie filmmaking so i kind of love that it was that it was on a shoestring did you shoot it during covid or before covid before covid we were actually slated to open it was like late 2019 uh, we were mm. supposed to go. We we got into so the movie was going to open at South by Southwest. I had tickets booked and shit. That, oh, by that the way, exact South like the March twenty twenty South by South. Oh, the one that oh, got canceled, oh. and I still have not been refunded for my plane tickets. United, what? So, United, excuse United? Excuse I also had to cancel excuse a me. flight, and same. They gave me credit, which is fuck you. I'm not excuse going me, on trips for fuck a whole you. year. I know, I know, exactly. Rude. Um, but yeah, we were supposed to do South by, and then that, I mean, I, I I do wish it would have been so nice to going to a festival <laughs> with a movie is the most fucking fun thing I can imagine doing. I haven't done that yet, but yeah, obviously man. that didn't happen. On the bright uh, side, I guess you time. know we got it got next time, and hopefully more people will see it because of being distributed, you know, and Shutter. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens with it? Yeah, yeah, we love we love we love Shutter here on the pod. Oh, Drew, thank you for doing this for us. This experiment of. You tell in your own movie. You did a great job. Thank you. I know. I'm sorry. I stumbled a lot in the details because I, I truly wish I could have remembered it more sequentially. But it's hard when you 
when you think I, I think of it as such a conglomeration of scenes and stuff but mm-hmm. it's hard to remember yeah no, it was great it was great it was so good oh my god i want to see it now even though i'm kind of scared you can do it you can do it henley we told you all the we told you all the parts to cover your eyes okay all right i'll wow. just yeah i'll close my eyes cover my ears you're armed with information you mentioned something about easter egg in the masks Oh, yes. Yeah, this is a piece from uh, the art department on the movie also who also killed it. Um, one thing about the mask is every time... Um, God, I forget the person, the name of the person who built the mask. I want to shout him out because he was great too, but I, I can't remember, so I'm sorry. But uh, the scars on the man's mask on the mouth, whenever... And then in the garage when we see different men... They spell out the name of whoever they're attacking. So the man says <gasps> oh. May, kind of in scars, if you look closely. Spooky. And then oh, in so the garage, cool. like the other man says Edie. You know, they, they all have like the, the, the <gasps> way they're attacking. That's cool. Ways, but, That's really yeah, yeah. cool. There were other cool. Oh, yeah. There's also like in the movie around May's house, there are like some little sculptures with a bunch of like severed fingers, like kind of creepy sculptures. And they say the number of the attack that's happening. So like two or number four or three. Oh, that's so cool. Beautiful little touches for like the hard fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love love that that stuff. Me too. But you're right. That is like those things that you can just feel like the care that goes into making a movie when you have those things happening where it's like, it doesn't necessarily matter that you notice those things. What you notice is that the movie is made by people doing those things. You know, yeah. like that—that that is still what you feel. I and agree. That's so cool. And I feel like it's like horror audiences, like the hardcore, you know, horror heads do have. There's there's a lot of cult movie fandom around those things, and that's why I feel like they they do relish those mm-hmm, like rewatches mm-hmm. where you can where you can spot the little cool things oh yeah know, that's fun there's gonna be hopefully. a reddit page of yeah. like did you guys notice this <laughs> no. yeah definitely mm-hmm. <laughs> i wish amoeba music was open that's one of my favorite stores because they have like a whole cult section in their dvd place and i was like man i wish i wish i could go see a movie i'm in in at amoeba that would be so tight right now but alas hopefully hopefully wait is amoeba is amoeba closed forever I think they're, they say they're reopening, but... I don't well, know. I, it's hard, I it's hope, hard to say. I hope they will reopen and that that can become a reality for you. I will will that into thank existence. Thank you. Me too. Oh, yeah, thank you. I think we can, all, we can all agree the worst thing to happen in 2020, 2021 is Dhruv not getting to see a DVD. <laughs> going to Amoeba. At Amoeba, no. yeah. The worst thing. <laughs> the worst thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I really feel for you. <laughs> thank you thanks <laughs> um well that's it thank you so much Drew. um I'm thanks ba- for having me i hope everybody watches i hope everybody watches lucky Drew, thank you so much for joining us oh my god and- thank you so much for having me truly what a what a treat i, I love your guys' spot it's so fun <laughs> and it's it's perfect yeah this so fun, fun to have yeah. you Usually we try to do a fun voice um to say goodbye i'm not sure if there are any fun voices in this one were there I don't Just think a so. silent, a silent man. Mm. Silent man. Yeah. A silent man. The man has his like little sound, like he has a sound uh, theme that accompanies him, you know, musically. That's kind of these weird, distorted, inorganic sounds. But I guess you could do that. But spooky. It's hard. Ooh, let's try to do that. I don't know what <laughs> that sounds noise? like at Should all. We make little groans. Just- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, okay, from all of us here at Too Scary Didn't Watch. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hey everyone, thanks for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you had as much fun as we did, head on over to Apple Podcasts where you can rate, review, and subscribe. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at TSDW Podcast, as well as Patreon at patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. Our patrons have access to cool things like two bonus episodes per month if you're in Tony Collette's fucking inner circle, um, as well as bingo cards and other cool, fun things like trailer reactions. Um, also, as a reminder, we are doing some brackets on our Instagram this week, only doing listener requests because it is March Madness after all. So head on over to our Instagram where you can vote on which film you would like us to re- recap next. Um, next week, we'll be doing Misery. That was the first winner of our very first bracket. Uh, so watch ahead if you'd like to. Okay. Love you guys so much. Adios. Adios.